0: You're listening to Living Out Loud. I'm Mary. I'm Bridget. And I'm Monse. And we are Sinners on the Journey to Sainthood. Come
1: road trip with us as we live out loud.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Living Out Loud. Uh, Today we're super excited to talk about authentic sisterhood. Um, We all have some different viewpoints to talk about in today's episode, but, um, you know, through our conversations, we just want to reiterate that we're the father's chosen daughters and that through Christ's suffering, death, and resurrection, um, he's inviting us into this new depth of conversation with our our sisters, and we're really excited to just see how this, this goes. So please journey along with us into episode two. So I think one of the things um, that drew us to talking about sisterhood today was the fact that at Franciscan University, we're all in household together. So household um, was created back in the day by Father Michael Scanlon as a way for uh, sisters in Christ and brothers in Christ to join together in separate um, households that focused on prayer and spiritual life and growing in community Um, with your respected gender. And, you know, 40 years after he's been gone, roughly, um, we've been able to see the impact that today. So Mary Monte and I are in the household DDM, which stands for Daughters of Divine Mercy. And what a blessing this has been for us to grow, um, not only the three of us as individuals, but together and with our other sisters. So maybe uh, one of you guys could talk about that.
2: Sure. Yeah, I'd love to talk about it. Households. Oh, my gosh, Bridget. I'm so glad you brought them up because they are such a gift. And um, coming into Franciscan this past year, um, the differences between my first and second semester. um, Basically, I I joined Daughters of Divine Mercy in my second semester of being at Franciscan. And oh, my goodness, what a blessing it has been. basically in households you are just you're surrounding yourself with people that um are attracted to certain virtues that the household uh promotes and um you're just striving for holiness with this group of people and i mean oh my goodness i can't imagine being anywhere else and um the household i picked oh my gosh Just some amazing, lovely women that we all strive to boost each other up. And um, we're all walking this path to heaven, hopefully, God willing. And so, yeah, it's just so amazing and such a great example of how we've come to find sisterhood in our daily lives.
1: Mm. I also, like Bridget said, we're all in the same household. And I just remember coming into Franciscan and knowing about uh, households, and it's really funny because, like, the summer going in as a freshman, I remember the, like, it was like an Instagram, like, filter thing that, like, it was, like, the thing that, like, the, like, household roulette or whatever, and it would, like, tell you what household you'd be in. <laughs> and so I was like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. um, And it ended up, I don't even remember what I got on that, but... Anywho, that's just like a fun, funny little side story. But um anywho, so I knew about households before going to Franciscan and I just knew that like so I have like I grew up with a really great like community here back home. We had a small group that was started uh by one of the women at my parish and like I think that's what like took me even further into my faith it's honestly what kind of like started my personal faith journey uh because i realized that there were other women who were seeking to be holy and like we were still being like so real with one another and like struggling and like vulnerable and i just like recognized how much like having those friendships impacted me and my personal faith uh journey because I don't know, it just seemed more tangible to me, and also, like, was just so encouraging. So, like, I came to Franciscan having such a, like, great, rooted, um like, sisterhood, and I knew that I still needed that. I was, like, I need to go to Franciscan, and, like, if I'm there, I need to find, like, a solid sisterhood, because I know that that's what's going to, like, hold me accountable, and, like, help me keep growing, but also just, like, enjoy, like, the place that I'm at, so I was, like, on a hunt, I was, like, I, like, need this, because me flying solo, I can get things done, but, like, it takes a lot more um to just, like, pursue your own faith when you're alone, because we're not made to be alone, and I think that's where, like, sisterhood, like, is just such a necessity within growth, we'll talk more about that later, but... <laughs> Um, So I got a Franciscan, I was looking at households, and there were a few that I really liked. And there was one that I was like about to intend to and I was like, why am I doing this? I'm doing this for the wrong reasons. Like I really did like the household. But I realized that I was just so eager to find that sisterhood that I wasn't really paying attention as much to whether it was like the sisterhood fitting to what I needed at that time. And so, literally, by the grace of God, like, he was just like, girl, you need to simmer down. It will come. Um, And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, then, I just, like, did it. And then, I think, like, the week after, I, like, visited DDM for the first time. And, like, instantly, like, I was just, it was when we were still outside because of COVID. And I was just sitting there. And it was by accident. I was going to go visit another uh, household's Lord's Day and then we can't like we happened to be sitting by the hill like it was three of us we were just sitting by this hill and then like when the coordinator for ddm came out she was like are you guys coming to our lord's day and we we're like no we're actually going up the hill for lord's day and she was like well we have a chapel at 3:30 um you guys can stick around and then just go for the lord's day and i was like so mm, awkward saying no then we ended up staying and like literally we were just sitting there and then the, we sing the chaplet on Lord's Days, and I instantly was, like, dang, this is, like, angelic stuff, excuse me, (laughs) sorry, anyways, I was, like, oh, gosh, this is great, so then I was, like, I can't leave, I have to stay for the Lord's Day, like, it was almost, like, God was just, like, okay, this is an invitation, you can either accept or reject, so I was, like, okay, whatever, I'm already here, and stayed, and I just, like, realized how, like, um authentic these people were being with each other even if they had like so many other visitors and like they weren't like ashamed to like just be like laughing or like being their weird little quirky selves um and it was just like everyone was just really sharing what was on their hearts and like reflecting on the gospel and it was just like so fruitful and I was like this is what I need like this is literally what I need to just like keep growing so then yeah that's kind of just how DDM came to be for me but um yeah
2: we're living out loud huh (laughs) it sounds like those daughters of Divine Mercy were living out
0: loud (laughs) (laughs) yeah they are
1: (laughs) oh my god for sure
0: (laughs) I think it's so special hearing your like how you came to DDM Monce because my experience was totally different um I definitely was going through it, my, um, you know, first year at Franciscan, navigating um, a college for the first time, also with COVID, and I remember just feeling so lost, and desiring these relationships with women that would help me grow closer in my relationship with Christ individually, and um, embracing one another, and their hardships, and for me, DDM was that, like, I went to some 630 Mass, Um, commitments with some of my nursing friends at the time. And I thought it was just so beautiful because God really was calling me on to trust, which is one of the pillars of daughters of divine mercy household. And at the time I was so just like, Oh, you know, I got this. I don't need, I don't need God to navigate my, my life at Franciscan. I got this when really he was like, okay, Bridget, you need to lean in closer to me and distrust yourself and trust me completely. And I think through the household and through that process of intenting, I was able to uh, find that relationship with Christ and really surrender complete trust to him. Mm-hmm. And so many opportunities arose from that.
1: So good. That's what I love about, like, I know this episode isn't like a just like household thing, but just like the fact that like, trust is one of our pillars and how like our pillars just like literally tie within each other because you can't have one without the other almost like the holy (laughs) tritium um trinity (laughs) it's just kind of super cool but um
2: well if we're sharing stories (laughs) um so my uh joining of daughters of divine mercy was a bit different um i actually so basically um households have their own common rooms which is a room where uh people the people in that household meet up for commitments which is like their meetings of uh whatever whatever type of meeting it may be for that household and um, i was put on in a dorm that had Daughters of Divine Mercy common room, their common room down our hallway. And so that's called living on wing for that household. So I was put on wing for Daughters of Divine Mercy and I was um, assigned Monse as a roommate. And oh my goodness, the blessings that came with that. Um, but anywho, I, uh, Monse, I think, yeah, just invited me to some of the commitments and. Just like she said about listening to the uh, amazing Divine Mercy Chaplet that they sing, that we sing. Um, oh my goodness. The first time I heard that, I could not believe it. It was beautiful and yeah, just so transformative and just a great group of girls that are so inviting, welcoming, and um, yeah, just so loving. And so I was very very interested in joining and uh finally was able to and oh my goodness the blessings that have flown flown flowed (laughs) from it oh my goodness it's just yeah such a gift to be able to even have these on campus um people often compare households to sororities or fraternities but in like a catholic way (laughs) that's what households are like and um Yeah, I think, yeah, there are definitely, uh, you know, certain stereotypes and such about sororities and fraternities that households do not (laughs) imitate at all. But um, I feel that in households, they um, really uphold true sisterhood or true brotherhood, whereas, you know, in some sororities and fraternities, I think it's more of like a false sort of sisterhood or brotherhood. Um, In that, uh, I believe that in a true sisterhood, you are lifting each other up to be better versions of yourselves. And as Catholics, we believe that to be um, like, we believe that we attain that through a better relationship with Christ. So, yeah.
0: Mary, I think you said that so well. I was constantly thinking like throughout you talking about. Um, Your experience with DDM and just households in general, that like that distinct difference between a sorority and a household truthfully is that like our relationship with other women is centered in Christ. And it reminds me of this quote from St. Pope John Paul II, where he said, friendship, as has been said, consists of a full commitment of the will to another person with a view to that person's good. Like, take that in for a second, like just how beautiful that is. Um, and I like truthfully, I think like what he's trying to say is that when we have these virtuous relationships with other women, we're able to see and almost taste God's love for us by being able to love other women unconditionally through this common firm foundation of Christ. And what a gift that is! Not even just in household, but in our daily um, conversations with people throughout our workday at church, you know, wherever you may be, it's just a great opportunity to see other people in this good light, even despite our perfect imperfections.
2: Rigid, I absolutely love that quote. Can you, like, bring that back for us one more time? I want to just hear that and flesh it out again.
0: Yes, yeah, so St. John Paul, or Pope John Paul II said, Friendship, as has been said, consists of a full commitment of the will to another person with a view to that person's good.
2: Oh my goodness. I love that.
0: Yeah. And it totally reminds me of what you said of like, we're trying to, you know, attain this holiness, but um, along this journey to heaven, we're, you know, willing the best of everyone. And it reminds me of uh, CCD back in the day where we were doing Matthew Kelly and he would say, at least at least you want to be the best version of yourself and when you said that I just couldn't help but crack up because I was like yes like not only are we willing that for um ourselves, but one another and through like authentic sisterhood you're able to like see these um the good in one another through this virtuous relationship
1: oh
2: my goodness yes Bridget everything yes I love it
1: Hmm. i was reading an article yesterday that my aunt sent me and i haven't finished it it was pretty long but (laughs) it was actually talking about like like self-discipline um but how like will is like the will like we have our own will and like the lord has his will for us um but how with ourselves, like, will plays such a big role in self discipline because, like, if we will for ourselves to um grow in virtues, like, it's kind of like you can't break like the will, you know, like, and your will keeps growing the more you actually like keep um, what's the word <laughs> keep like um meeting your expectations for yourself and I kind of think that in a way that kind of fits to like how in the quote from JP two was talking about like we like in a real friendship like we're supposed to like will the good of one another Mm -hmm. like yeah like we're supposed to not just like for ourselves but like that's also like true love like loving the other person not because you want to like be like like better yourself but like because you want them to like in the end like reach glory in heaven you know like and the only way through that is like through like helping each other and that's like in the willing portion of yeah those friendships know yeah. it's so cool it's really all just like a teamwork type of thing um yeah. like all aspects of life because we can't get ourselves to heaven by ourselves you know like it's like a
2: yeah, and it's, like, by the grace of God that we even, like, strive for goodness, that we desire goodness, and that we're able to carry it out. It's such a gift to be able to do good. Mm-hmm. Um, but going off what you were saying, Monse, um, I think it's, like, so important to distinguish that the will, it's not like you're just saying, oh, I hope that things go well for them, or, you know. Like, willing, I think, is, like, both, like, in your thoughts and your actions. Like when you will the good for someone, you, when you will the good for someone, you, you know, are obviously hoping and thinking about the good for them, but you're also doing whatever is in your power to be able to Mm
0: -hmm. be that good for
2: them and bring them to that goodness that you desire for them.
0: Mary, I totally like, I love what you just said. I think it's just like spot on and hits upon that point of like, if you boil it down, it's an intentional invitation. Like that's what authentic sisterhood is, an intentional invitation to bring one another, um, whether you're, you know, a daughter or a son of Christ, into this deeper relationship with Christ. And what a gift that is that um, we're able to do. Mm. Can you repeat that again, Bridget? It's an intention or yeah what was an intentional intentional invitation yes Mm. I think that's so good to remember because it's
1: well one going off of what Mary said of like willing like the good of another I love I think instead of saying like oh I hope this goes well for you no like I want to say now like I will this goes well for you I feel like, like then like into what Bridget was saying is like it's an intentional invitation so like you're intentionally like trying and like wanting something for the other because you know it's for their better mm-hmm. and also with that i think it's important to like be able to identify like what actually may be good for your friend and what may not be good for your friend because like our desires don't always align with like what the lord may have for us or just like morally, you know? Um, And so to be able to, even in those hard moments where it's hard to like tell your friend, like, I'm not really too sure about that. Or like, do you like really think that this will be good for you? Like, it will be tough, but like you're being honest with them and truthful with them. And like, that's more important than like having them like, like you or like feel comfortable with you, you know? Like hopefully they do feel comfortable with you, but like I don't know, like being great sisters is more of being honest with each other rather than like being fake with one another.
2: That fakeness I feel like comes from the need to always be affirming to the actions of the other person. And it's like that's that's not what true friendship is. Like that's something that I've noticed in like T V shows and stuff. It's like oh, but it makes me happy. Don't you want me to be happy? Well, it depends, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, that's always what a true friend does is like, always, you know, want you to be happy. Like, that sounds terrible. But look, I, I hope that you guys both you guys both understand what I mean that you got to see the bigger picture in that.
0: Mm-hmm. Is this really
2: um, the right path for you to be taking? Is this really a good action that you're taking stuff like that
0: well and I think it's also an opportunity too to take like these friendships and not just discard them because they're hard or we don't want to confront something that might bring up a difficult conversation but really like take it on pray about it and you know have these difficult conversations which not only is going to help your friend but it's also going to help strengthen that relationship with that friend you know because then it's not just like oh you shouldn't do this like you're not reprimanding them but you're growing closer um through this you know foundation of Christ as the center by you know questioning like hey like Monse said is this a a smart decision or like did you think about the consequence of this um Mm. or whatever the situation is
1: I like how you mentioned that like even in those like being able to have those tough conversations like a lot of times, results in, like, your friendship being stronger than before, because you're able to trust one another, like, the person telling the other one, like, is able to realize that, like, I am, like, able to say this, because I do love my friend, like, I do will, I do will the good for her, and then that friend is able to receive that, and, like, might be, like, a little, like, mm, that's kind of embarrassing, but, like, realize that, like, this girl's, like, straight up being real with me, like, she actually, like, cares about me and I liked what Mary said about like the whole like affirming thing like definitely definitely I feel like the world has become like a thing where like if you love someone you're only gonna affirm them like no that's not and sometimes you affirm a person and you don't even actually like believe it (laughs) and it's just like no like how is this actually helping community and sisterhood if like you're not tr- like being truthful with yourself and like to the other person. Like, how is that allowing growth? Because if you're just lying and if you're just affirming, you can't really have that like growth, you know. And I think it's so easy to see like in movies a lot how like they literally are just like, oh my gosh, like you don't want me to be happy, then we can't be friends. Like, blah blah blah. Like, what? No, like, but just because I see that you're, like, maybe you're going to be happy now, but you're going to end up in, like, terrible heartbreak. <laughs> that's not being happy, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, sometimes, like, okay, maybe that's not the best case, but, like, anywho. <laughs> no, get it, yeah. You're good. <laughs> I also think this brings up, like, one of the points that I was, like, thinking about a lot is how, well, actually, yesterday, my friend and I One of the friends who was actually in my small group when I was in high school, um, we like went to Culver's, which I don't know if y'all have ever had Culver's, but let me tell you, that stuff is the best. I got little cheese curds and then like just like a scoop of ice cream and I dipped the curds, dairy on dairy. Let me tell you, so good. (laughs) It was so good. Anywho, super off topic. But we were at our beloved Culver's (laughs) and we were just talking and like it's so easy to be vulnerable with one another, um, which is like such a gift. Um, but we like realized how like it's so easy to fall, especially like being back home in the summer, um, that it's so easy to fall into like a rut of a cycle, like just going back and forth, like doing the same things. And like when we're doing the same exact things, like checking things off the checklist like every single day, um, it just becomes like a cycle. And there's not really any growth. And, like, if you're not... If you're, like, isolating yourself from, like, having those friendships or, like, going out and having conversations, like, you're just stuck in this rut and you're just doing the same things. And you're not, like, expanding, like, your thoughts or your, um, yeah, relationships. So that just, like, made me think how, like, um, how much growth of oneself comes from sisterhood because when you're in sisterhood, you just have such a strong community or you're building a strong community. And like, through community, like we said earlier, like, we're not made to like live by ourselves. Like we're not made to just like take ourselves to heaven. <laughs> like we're going to be walking together to heaven. Like that's the goal, right? Um, And so a lot of times like that begins with sisterhood. And you just keep growing. Oh, I can't talk. <laughs> you just keep growing like more and more like having these conversations having these moments of vulnerability um just like learning from each other hearing like how like the lord speaks to one and the other like you know like there's just so much um that like the lord can do through us but also can do through others and we can receive from them like what may be happening in someone's life may just speak so much to, like, our own hearts. And it's so cool to see how, like, the Lord works through that, you know? Like, when he's working in someone's el- someone else's life, he's working, like, in their life for them, but also in a way, like, using that for, like, the people around them, you know? It's just so cool how, like, Sisterhood is just so integrated like that. Mm, so cool.
0: I really like that you touched upon vulnerability, because I think that's a distinguishing factor of an authentic relationship, Mm -hmm. is being able to be open and have conversations that you wouldn't necessarily bring on a surface level with someone, and again, you're trusting that person with whatever that information is that you're sharing, and that's such a great way, um, not only to grow closer with someone, but I think, like, learn about that process of distrusting oneself and trusting closer to God, and you're able to do that with another person, which I think is such a gift, and I'm really glad you brought it up. Yeah, I think
1: I, like, have realized how, like, much deeper, like, my friendships have grown because of vulnerability, because, again, like you said, like, you're kind of just opening yourself up in ways that you wouldn't have if you hadn't, like, took, chosen to be vulnerable and it can be really tough like because you are like exposing like the inner depths of your heart you know and that can be scary because you just think that like the person you're sharing with is just going to judge but like again like it's kind of the same way like with our relationship with christ of how like He already sees everything. He just wants us to say it to him, you know? And, like, I'm not saying we need to be so vulnerable to that aspect with, like, our friends. But, like, if we are in some smaller ways, like, it just opens our hearts to be able to, like, really shine light on places that may have, like, not seen light, you know? And, like, it's also kind of cool to see how, like, Satan really tries to keep us from being vulnerable because he knows that there's growth in that. And if, like, he just hides it all, then it's, like, okay. And I think that's, oh, my gosh, bro, my brain is, like, bursting. But, okay, so Mary was saying how, like, media and, like, movies and shows nowadays have just shown so much of, like, um, just affirming each other and that's, like, what, like, a good friendship is. But, like, they're not showing any sorts of vulnerability. And I think that's just kind of Satan trying to, like, show us how – Or, like, make us think that, like, that's how a friendship should be. Because we are like that. And if all our friendships are just, like, baseline like that, then we're not, like, we're not being ourselves one. We're not being who God made us to be. And we're not, like, allowing ourselves space to grow. And, like, that's a win for him. But, like, if we're able to have these conversations and able to be vulnerable and, like, able to express ourselves and, like, really dive into however, like, the Lord has made us to be then, like, we're just, we're on a path to him, you know? And, like, it's just so cool to see how, like, how hard the evil one works, but, like, how much better life is when you, like, choose to, like, do what we're meant to do. I don't
0: know. (laughs) I feel like I'm ranting a lot, but. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, I think, um, you know, for the people out there that are thinking, well, I don't have these authentic relationships with people or like, how can I have this authentic relationship? I think the first step and it's something you don't want to hear, but you know, it's true is like pray about it and just trust God's timing of like, okay, like pray for the relationships in your life right now. And, you know, you can already start making a change in those relationships, but also pray for those relationships that are going to invite you into these um deep conversation and that are gonna have people that will be good for you um Mm -hmm. and yeah again just pray about it
2: also i would like recommend to them to anybody out there to all of us um to embody what you're seeking in others because then you're like attracting the same sort of people that you're trying to like that are in those similar situations Um, and you are able to form that community with them, um, through your appreciation of the virtues that you are, like, exhibiting for them, and, um, yeah, I think that there's something very beautiful in that, like, reciprocity of, um, like, okay, I, I will try to actively be what I want, um, in a friend, you know, in a sister, you know, and, um, hopefully there will be someone out there that notices that and is also looking for that. And um, yeah, I think there are many good relationships that have started that way. Um,
1: Yeah.
2: Mm, That's a great. Also, I just wanted to to add um, something that I feel like you've been um, like mentioning a lot in this episode is is how we are, uh, not independent, basically, like, we, Mm. we require others to, like, help us on our journey, and I think that's just something so interesting in society today, um, I feel like it's all about the me, and, like, um, not needing anybody else, Mm. and so quick to be distant from others, and, like, we are dependent down to our like core because like, you know, we had parents, you know, we all had a mother and and stuff like that. Like I think that's something that society like down to that last fact of having a mother, like is trying to erase from us. Um, and I, I mean, maybe that's all part of, you know, Satan's desire to, um, you know, make us feel that pride that we can do things on our own and um to hinder like our vulnerability with others. Like, no, I I, I don't need them, so why would I share this part of mm-hmm. me with them and stuff like that. Um so yeah, I just wanted to share that because, you know, all your um the things you're mentioning totally made me think of that when you're saying how we are dependent and need others.
1: No, yeah, I agree how like how much we have kind of been like influenced to think that like anything that's good for me is like what's good in life like it's just me 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 and right we're like we can be independent and strong but that doesn't mean that we can't be dependent on um like our parents or other yeah just like things that like uplift us I also do think that it's like good to remember how like I do know that like in some cases like some people may have like wounds from like their mothers having left or like things like that because like there are definitely people like that who have had um just like such a sad upbringing or just like painful but like there's always been someone who had some sort of role in their life you know like there's like you said like there is a dependence and accountability, and, like, above all, also, like, Christ himself, too, like, we wouldn't be here without him, so, <laughs> like, it's not just, like, me, 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 <laughs> like, you know, so, yeah, I think that's a really good point to, like, touch base on, yeah. Question, is it time? For our um favorite time of the day, Mary? You wanna answer that question for us?
2: You mean is it time for uh <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> takes a swig of water before? Anywho, yeah, baby. <laughs>
0: Well, our hot topic today goes out to all the coffee lovers that are listening to this podcast. So grab your coffee and get ready to prepare for this crazy hot topic, which is the better coffee store, Starbucks or Dunkin'? Monte, I'm throwing the question to you first. Oh, dang. Dang. I feel like mine is like so not interesting. I... I
1: don't know if I have a preference, but, like, I do, but it depends on the day, <laughs> because if I'm feeling, like, splurging a little, I'll definitely go to Starbucks, because I definitely think it's a bit more quality, very much pricier, but if I'm feeling, like, just, like, kind of treating myself and, like, grabbing something cheap, Dunkin' because it's hecky cheap, um, yeah. I don't know. I also do like Starbucks' refreshers a whole lot better than Dunkin's refreshers. The only thing I ever get at Dunkin' is just like the vanilla ice latte. Like, that is it. (laughs) Like, that's all I think that is good from there. So, I guess I would say Starbucks because I think it's tastier. But, like, I will get Dunkin' because it's cheaper. I don't get them that often, but yeah.
0: Not as entertaining
1: as last, I'm sorry. <laughs> Not as fired up. Um,
2: well, for me, I feel like this is almost a battle of, like, the coast. Um, because, you know, Starbucks originated in Seattle, right? Was- or, am I right? Yeah, 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 Seattle. <laughs> and um, I don't even know where Dunkin' originated. Do you guys know?
0: Somewhere in the East Coast yeah because like west coast
2: <laughs> west coast, west coast baby um <laughs> we the east <laughs> we the east music <laughs> but um yeah i like going you know raised in california but massachusetts.
1: Sorry. sorry massachusetts Definitely East Coast.
2: (laughs) Massachusetts, yeah, there you go. Well, yeah, and then going out to school in Ohio, um, I honestly, like, I had more Duncan in my life than I ever had um, back home because we don't have one in our town, and I really don't know where the nearest Duncan is to me. Um, So, you know, and also another fact is that I, like, have never like been into coffee because I was like, oh, I don't want to like just you know need it every day. But now this summer, I've gotten into coffee, you guys.
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I think kickstarted that. <laughs> yeah, those crazy energy drinks.
2: Um, but yeah, so this summer I've gotten into coffee, but that does not mean that I've been out splurging on um, Starbucks or anything. Now I've just been having the coffee in the break room type of deal. Um, but so yeah anyways i'm gonna have to go with starbucks because i think you can just get mm, there's more of a variety i feel like of drinks and also i feel like they're just sweeter and i love sugar so we're going with starbucks
1: wait that's interesting that you think it's sweeter i definitely think that like duncan is a lot more like artificially sweet mm-hmm. so- so, which is like headachey sweet
2: but
1: yeah. you know. But I always think Starbucks is not very sweet because one time I had their hot cocoa and it was like the richest, like darkest hot cocoa I had ever had, and I was like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> like it straight up tasted like cacao beans. I was like,
0: uh. <laughs> Anywho, I, I <laughs> would agree true. with you, day that Starbucks is definitely like more of the dark roast, and I think like so I'm a Starbucks girl. I, first of all, I love coffee. Like you can catch me every day with my espresso based coffee or cappuccino latte, you name it, I'm making it. And I think for me, um, I love that you can really taste the richness in Starbucks coffee, especially someone who doesn't like a lot of sugar. I feel like it's less, there's less sugar and you can definitely taste the richness of the coffee versus Dunkin', which is, more watered down and i feel like they're trying to be an off-brand starbucks with like their new menu i feel like they're like oh hey we have cold foam too oh That's hey cool. we do this kind of latte and it's like no no i will say like as someone who lives in new england like i'm very sorry that i'm not a duncan girl and like for me it's not even doesn't even boil down to the cost it it boils down to the taste and i feel like starbucks is where it's at um, you just can't – you can't have the same with Dunkin'. And I'd rather spend more money on Starbucks than, than get something mediocre, if that, from Dunkin'.
1: That's a good point. Also, I, I think still was that. more of a coffee lover, like – because I like coffee, but I don't, like, love it that I'm, like, I need some, like, amazing coffee every time I drink coffee, you know? And, like, I think Starbucks is good, but I don't think it's, like, amazing to begin with. So. I see your point, though, of, like, like, yeah, if you want a good coffee, you're gonna, like, not just spend, like, three bucks and get, like, um, basically just sugar, you know? So, I see, I see, I see. I will say, though, y'all, you know how, like, I work at the hotel? Well, they got this new cafe, um, one of the, like, biggest donors of the university literally, like, donated (laughs) this coffee shop, and they named it after him, Cafe J, so cute. But um the coffee there is so good like so good I always have to have cream and sugar but my guy I get the like straight iced black coffee because I'm like I don't want to be spending every day and like I've never tasted coffee like that my taste buds were just like so like just like tasting everything they were like so alive it was like the weirdest thing I was like This is some good coffee. Like it was just straight black coffee, and it tasted so good. Like you could just taste all like I don't even know. Like I'm not a coffee company, whatever. (laughs) But like it was just so good. So I will say their coffee's
0: great. No, and I think that's a good point. Of like, too, if you can like shop or like get your coffee from local places, not only are you supporting a local business, which is awesome, but I think like you can definitely taste the richness right of, um the coffee because of like the the coffee method that they're using yeah. whether it's a different method like whether you're doing a pour over coffee um versus another coffee method <laughs> I <don't look> like, <laughs> but I think too just like the machine you're using like one day I would love to get a Breville it's this beautiful coffee machine and it has like this espresso quality and I just am like oh ah. but yeah I think like <laughs> Coffee, for
2: me, is a big deal, and I think, like, the more you invest in it, the better off. Mm. I know you guys are saying now more about, like, the sweetness of the drinks. Maybe it's because, like, when I was younger growing up with the Starbucks, I would just want sweet things from Starbucks. <laughs> and then now that I've had, like, Duncan as, like, an older person, <laughs> you know, like, I've gotten less sweet of drinks. So, I think that may have influenced my experience. But I totally can see that now of like the cheap, sweet type of coffees at Duncan versus like the more rich, um,
1: yeah, the, like yeah,
2: Genuine tasteful. sort of coffee. Maybe, you you
1: I got that one time from Duncan, it was like purplish. Oh gosh! I think it had milk or something. I don't even remember what it was supposed to be, but I hated it. And you drank it <laughs> because you like that it was sweet.
2: See, <laughs> I'm telling you, I sweet drinks are so dangerous for me, you guys, because I like can't put them down. <laughs> I know. I'm just yeah. imagining
0: like middle school Mary and her friend group like oh, watching wow. after after their their classes are oh, done for the day on their way to Starbucks to get her like vanilla bean frappuccino oh, and post that Instagram and be like, look guys, she's my frappuccino. And she had Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah she on Instagram,
1: Instagram.
0: Post on her little,
1: wait, what do you use? Oh, you Snapchat. do. You use that? Never mind. Your little
2: Snapchat. Full um, snap. The, um, Yeah, no, I was never really one to go out and spend my money on drinks, you know, even when it was a cool thing with Dutch bros and stuff. No, no, it's fine. (laughs) I don't need it.
0: Anyways, I think the cool thing about coffee is that you can invite people into a conversation. My favorite thing is like getting coffee with someone and having a conversation. That's like my my go to sister date
2: yeah I agree well anyway I think that wraps up our hot topic and our episode so Woo! without further ado we just want to remind you guys to keep living out loud this week search for true sisterhood and your brotherhood out there and uh, yeah then I loud, guys